Welcome to the Mindset Reload. I'm your host, John Robertson. And on today's episode, we'll have special guest, Jamie Palmer, as we recap and discuss episode one, Fixed Verse Growth Mindsets. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. When shopping for affordable and customizable insurance coverage, look no further than Rustic Ridge Insurance Services of Rome, Georgia. Rustic Ridge Insurance Services specialize in small business and farm insurance, as well as personal auto and property needs. Now serving Georgia and Alabama, contact Rustic Ridge Insurance Services at 706-622-2484. That's 706-622-2484. Call now to protect your assets. Welcome, everybody, back to the Mindset Reload. I'm your host, John Robertson, and we've got special guest Jamie Palmer on the show. Jamie, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, brother. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you had a chance to uh, listen to the podcast. Uh, what were some takeaways that you had from uh, fixed versus growth mindsets? Uh, so, for, personally, um, I think the big thing is to always have a growth mindset. Uh, I learned real early growing up that, you know what, like, I may not be the smartest kid, but if I keep trying, eventually I'm going to get it. And I think that's, that's kind of the key in the whole idea is that you can't be so fixated on not wanting to fail that you forget to succeed. Correct. And so for, for me, it's, it's always been, you know, I'm a trial and error person. And uh, I think you really hit it home in the first episode with that, you know, you gotta, you gotta be persistent because like you said, too many people are too scared to fail that they forget that, you know what I mean? Like practice makes perfect. You know what I mean? You're not going to go out there and be Michael Jordan on the first try. Like Michael Jordan, got cut. Michael Jordan went back to practice and eventually became the greatest of all time. And that, that's how, that's how, it, that's how it operates. That's how it works. That's right. You can learn a lot from failure. And also I felt like I've always learned more from losing than I did winning. Yeah. Because you get to a point where you're women winning so much that it, um, it just becomes complacent, you know? Yep. And you get on your high horse and you think, okay, I'm unstoppable. But then you also get to the point to where you almost have to change things up. And I've done that in my life where, I've been working in a certain industry and I was like, man, I'm really comfortable. Yeah. I'm making good money. Everything's solid. And, you know, I could have stayed comfortable, had less anxiety, you know, less worry and been less stressful, but I changed it up on purpose just for personal growth. You know, like, Hey, this is getting boring. I've been successful doing this. What can I do to change it up to give myself a challenge? So one thing I always talk about in my personal life is, your cadence, your personal cadence and how you rep something out. And you know what, like when, just like you were saying, when things start to get difficult, you want to make sure that you're trying to still develop yourself, still grow. So you got to push yourself to the next level. And just like anything else, just like when you're working out, you know, I'm pumping iron and I may do, you know, 10 reps of something at a comfortable weight. And then once I get down to that, you know, go, decel and get down to two reps or something once that two reps gets easy you know what i mean then i got to push it up to four reps and i got to add more weight and i got to keep going so when i think about personal growth i do the same thing when i reach a point to where i realize hey you know 
I'm doing great in this area. I'm doing great in this area. I've gathered things together personally. Like, what can I do to make it better? Okay, I need to add another chapter a day. I need to see if I can't add, you know, try to figure out how I can add another business, add another idea, add something else onto my plate, because that's the only way that I can keep moving. Now, that can get overwhelming, but that's when you realize that you're off cadence. That's right. And I think by putting a lot of irons in fire, as they say, you know, you know, and there is statistics that prove that, you know, you might be a jack of all trades, a master of none because you spread yourself out thin. But what I think everyone should do is take four or five things like, you know, me and Chelsea have done. we got four or five, you know, separate, you know, businesses going on right now. And at least one of them will take off, right? I live life by a 10% rule. You know what I'm saying? You only guaranteed really 10% of what you put into something, you know? So the more opportunities you have, <clears throat> the more opportunities to succeed. And then you find the least path of resistance in a way, not in a lazy way, but in what makes sense kind of way. You start putting your eggs in that basket and then, you know, see where the other ones, you know, where the other eggs fall. And then, you know, shift gears if you have to or start something completely else. That's it, man. One thing that put me on the journey that I'm on right now is someone told me to always be on a quest for knowledge. because if it's the right path for you, everything else will fall into place, but it's the knowledge that you gain, which is going to set you apart from everything else. And you take that little bit of, you take that little bit of knowledge from every industry that you're in and then you apply it. And one thing I think people, and you'll get this one thing I think people misconstrue about being an entrepreneur is you're going to lose more than you win being an entrepreneur. Absolutely. And, and the, the key is similar like it is in the music industry is you're waiting on that one thing to pop off. You're waiting on that hit song. You're waiting on that number one record to come out. And that's mm. the same thing with a business is you're looking at it as, you know what? I may produce 10 albums, but one of them goes diamond. I'm set for life. That's right. And so that's, that's, that's the mindset that people have to get into when you're moving from a fixed mindset, not growing the ways that you were and becoming something better, something more productive to society is you just got to make sure that you keep going and how you set the pace for that determines your wins. I, I agree with that 100%. I also agree that knowledge is probably one of the most powerful traits you can have. Oh, yeah. You know, because you can think yourself in and out of all kinds of situations with, with the right mindset. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Yep. Um, so what were some of the... Um, Something that you, you know, you might have felt like, hey, I could have hit home on, you know, something that you would add to that episode. Is there anything that, that came across your mind that you'd be like, you know, if, if we were sitting in a room having this conversation like we are now, I would add this to this scenario? Um, Honestly, brother, I think you hit it home. I would just, you know, for me, it, I, I just want to hear more from you. You know, you got, a lot, you got a lot of wisdom and insight and, um, uh, you know, you could you could have dabbled down deeper because I think where we come from, that is a big thing in getting people to understand. So I was I've always been a traveler. Um, parents traveled. I've traveled my entire life. So for me, you know, establishing a home, a home base was the big thing for me. And that's the same thing in, in making sure that you get out of your hometown is because the, the key to it is experiencing and learning from other people from other areas and regions, because we get fixed when we're so used to, you know, the way mom and daddy did it and the way grandma and grandpa did it. 
that we forget that there's other avenues and you don't get to experience those until you meet other people. That's a hundred percent correct. And that's why I always say, you know, and I heard this on another podcast before and it's, it's stuck with me is your environment sets your potential. And it was the same way for me. You know, I grew up in our murky and, you know, old farm town, dad worked at the paper mill, mom stayed at home and took care of us. You know, you can't get more fixed than that, you know, but my dad was able to do anything and everything he said is mine too. I watched the man crank an engine sitting on the ground before, you know, but I think he got said in that, okay, I've got a family. I've got to, I got to have stability. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he took that union job and, um, you know, that was a stable income to take care of his family. I saw that. I saw the man get up at four o'clock every morning and bust his tail, come home smelling like crap from the paper mill every day. And I was like, you know what? I appreciate my father and I love my father, but that is not the life I want. You know, he's doing that so that I don't have to do that. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, it wasn't long after high school. You know, my path, and not, not too many people know this, okay? So there's a lot of close friends to me that are listening to this podcast that are going to get a little insight on some stuff that they don't even know about me, right? So growing up, I was going to play football as long as I could, you know? Yeah. I started playing at, I think, age six or seven, whatever was allowed. And I played up to my junior year, you know, and back then our, our high school was very, very successful. And uh, we had great coaches. And uh, one of the things that happened to me is that a lot of people don't realize is my dad got diagnosed with cancer between the summer going from my junior to my senior year. Oh, wow. And, you know, I sat back and I was like, what can I do? to relieve the stress. Well, they don't need to take care of me. I'm 16 years old at this time. Yeah. So I was already going to Coosa Valley Tech, taking computer-aided draft and design and only going to high school half a day. Well, I had opportunities come up that allowed me to go to work for the first ever internship in the state of Georgia. Instead of having to report to Coosa Valley Tech, I went to the Board of Education and worked on transferring all their blueprints to AutoCAD. So that their 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 um, maintenance crews could go out there with you know they could just print the drawings instead of taking a, an original copy of blueprints. Mm-hmm. So you know through that that kind of got my inner juices flowing of man look I'm I feel pretty important you know I'm doing this kind of job, and um, so I just I just I just went to work because I was like if if I can take at least any kind of financial responsibility off my parents, I'm going to do that right. Yeah. So. There was that, and I was able to do that. And then it was, okay, what can I give extra to help out? Because like I said, dad was the only income, you know? So needless to say, I didn't play play football my senior year, and that's why. You know, I got picked on, and, you know, people like, oh, you quitter and stuff like this. They don't know what really happened. You know, and when you're – when you come from where we come from, you just back then that was in the nineties. You you didn't talk about that kind of stuff. You know, it, it was personal to you. You didn't know how to talk about it. Now I know how to talk about it. I've came at peace with it. So like I feel like I sacrificed my whole entire, not really career, but my dreams. You know, to do what I consider the right thing. And you know what? I've been blessed ever since. I've gotten to several several industries and. um, Unfortunately, my dad died about two years after I graduated, and it was that point where I was like, I need a change. I had a great job, but that's when I moved away the first time and moved to Charlotte, North Carolina for two or three years, and then came back to Rome, Georgia for about a year, and then I moved to Birmingham for 10 years, and then I moved to 
in Nashville for like four or five years. And then I came back here finally after 16, 17 years. But it was experiencing a traumatic experience, right? It was experiencing going on the road and seeing new things. Because when I went out there, and I've talked to several people, and I, I think you'll you'll resonate with it. This will resonate with you. Is once you go out there and you come back, you almost can't even have conversations with certain people. No. It doesn't mean that you're better than them, right? It just means like you've seen stuff from a whole different perspective than what you thought it was before you left your hometown. Yeah. You know, and I came back here and I was like, man, we're 20 years behind where I just left. It, it to a certain degree, like I, I love home, you know, and, and again, Rome will always be home base for me, but I, I, I agree with that, man. Like sometimes it's hard to, uh, sometimes I don't even like going out. Cause if, if, if I start to have a conversation, I don't mean to, but my mind works in such a, like a constant overthinking go-getter mindset that I will inadvertently not intentionally, you know, disrespect somebody because I don't want to hold a conversation that I feel is not going anywhere. (laughs) You know, if we're not, if we're not growing, if we're not having a conversation about growth or personal development and, and, you know, however avenue that we can, then it's hard for me to hold a small talk conversation. I'll try to go on, move on to the next one. You're a hundred percent correct. And I'm glad you said that because times that me and Chelsea talk about that and, you know, people will look at you like you're better than them and you're not. It's like this. Okay. Time is more valuable than money. Yep. And you only have so much of it and it's gone. You can't get it back. So it's like, okay, I don't mind. I'm not being snooty by not wanting to have this conversation, but conversation just doesn't interest me, you know? And honestly, I mean, I told one person one time, they were every day, you know, at work, it was, and you're supposed to be there for people. And that's not what I'm not, I'm trying to say. Every day it was something negative, right? Well, this happened and that happened. And I just can't seem to get over this and that. I'm like, look, dude, like I've told you every day for, I don't know how many weeks now, what you got to do. You got to change the environment. You got to get rid of that girl. You know, whatever the situation is, right? I got to the point where I was like, man, I'm going to start charging you for my time. Talk about this. Yeah. Because my time's valuable and you're wasting it. Because the reason you're wasting it though is because you're not taking it and applying it to what we're talking about. So therefore you're wasting my time. I have the same conversation because it's hard, especially when, you know, you're close to someone because they keep coming with the same problem, the same issue over and over again. And it doesn't matter how many times you talk about it with them. It's almost like they just want to hear themselves talk. And between that and, you know what I mean? Just, you know, talking about anything that's not growing you or your pedigree. It's just not of interest to me. I can't talk to, I just say, I can't, right. like, you know what I mean? I, like, I hate yeah. to sit there and look at people like they're crazy and you know what I mean? Like just shut up or just walk away. But like, sometimes you have to do that. Cause again, like you said, I can always get more money. I can yeah. always get more money. I can always go earn more money. Money will come back to you. Time won't. That's right. That's right. And, and I don't think anything's wrong with that. You know, I think that it's programmed in our brains, especially being in the South love thy neighbor which i'm not saying you can love them from a distance right (laughs) um i'm not going against any of that right what i'm trying to say is that you gotta love yourself too all right 
And you got to be able to grow. And if you're in a growth mindset, I think the trait that we're talking about right now about wasted time and time is valuable. And if it's not a conversation that that promotes growth, we're not having it. You know, I, I think that that is a, a very important trait to a growth mindset. You know, it's almost to the point, and I said this to someone not long ago, and they got offended by it. And I was like, you know what? Um, me and my wife were talking the other day, and it's like almost I don't even want to sit at a table with somebody unless we're talking about how we can be better, how we can do better, how we can grow. Like, don't even sit at my table if we can't have those conversations. And that wasn't not inviting so much, just the conversations we're having. And we can't really take the time or the focus away from what we're doing while we're trying to grow to have a, a pointless conversation. And see, here, here's the thing, too, and here's one thing that I've learned as I go through this trial and error journey. You know, and it, it goes back to the same things that people say, but some sayings that people always say, right? Keep your personal life personal. And that also goes back to don't waste your time. Because when you're in the mindset of like, I got to grow, I got to get to the next level. Like, you don't, I hate to say it, you don't really have time for friends. Like you have friends, you have time, like you, you try to spend time with them. But the real key is I have so much limited time because I'm trying to do so much that that little bit of time I want to spend with my family and my loved ones. And, you know, I may be able to carve out a little bit of time for friends and things of that nature, but that needs to go to my significant other, my children, my family. And so that's right. When people who aren't of that mindset are like, well, you don't want to come hang out with us anymore. You don't want to do this. You want to do that. It's not that. It's that when we're together, we're not trying to have anything that's growth, growth, mindful, productive. It doesn't even have to be deep is as long as we're moving in the right direction and not you know devaluing ourselves or you know everything needs to be meaningful i mean i i agree with that and they do get offended and you know and sometimes you lose friends because of it but you know what we're doing the right thing because we're leading by example and you know what they can sit there and see that we used to be in the same place but now i've moved on but you're still in the same place so they have to answer for that right Yep. You've done your due diligence by growing yourself and being a beacon for other people that, you know, the kind of conversations I want to have is I want people to see what I've done and what I've accomplished along with how I failed and was resilient enough to bounce back. Those are the conversations I want to have because then I'm reminding myself, right, of what I went through, which makes you appreciate it even more, but you're also teaching someone else how they can do it. That's it. Those are the conversations I want to have is like, I love a conversation like this one right now where we're having a conversation. I feel like I'm growing by just having this conversation. Yeah, It reminds me of something, a feeling, a thought, or something I've sacrificed or something I've achieved. And, you know, I got feelings in this whole conversation. We've been on the phone for going on 20 minutes. In this whole conversation, I felt so many emotions in a positive way just because we're talking about the subject we're talking about, which is growth. I don't even understand how I could ever go back to a fixed mindset. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it just seems boring. Now I'm not knocking anybody. Like I said, in my podcast, I'm not knocking anyone who does that. You know, if it works for them, that's fine. If they're content with making, uh, you know, their base salary, leaving every morning, a certain time coming home and that's good for their mental health. Hey, I praise them. I can't operate like that. And it isn't that I like money, okay? I like knowing that everything I'm doing, the time that I'm sacrificing, 
and the work that I'm putting into something will lead to financial freedom one day so that when I want to pop off and go to a cruise or I want to go do this or go do that or go to the Georgia National Championship game, go dogs, I want to be able to do it without having to look at my bank account. Yeah. Because the amount of effort you put in life reflects to um, the amount you have in your bank account. Right? And vice versa. But like you were saying earlier, man, like it just don't happen overnight, right? A lot of people will try to put in effort and then they get discouraged, okay? I once weighed 420 pounds, okay? You can't lose weight overnight. I go to the gym. I started going to the gym five, six days a week about seven, eight months ago. I feel the best I've ever felt in my life. And it's a progress. I mean, it's a process that progresses over time, okay? 1%. 1%. If you get 1% better every day. Okay. Yeah. In a hundred right. days, where are you at? You're hitting right? home. You're hitting home. You see what I'm saying? What, one thing that was instilled with me, similar to this, is pedigree. That's right. Because once you reach a certain point, it ain't about you anymore. It's not about That's you. Right. Your growth and development is about everyone around you i.e. your nuclear family and how do you, you, you know what I mean? Like like in my mind, here's the thing in my mind, by the time I'm ready to truly settle down, anything my wife wants, she'll get it. No question. Anything my children want, they'll get it. No question. Would you agree though that pedigree isn't something you're born into? No. It's something that has to be developed. It has to be developed. And, 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 and that's the thing that a lot of people miss too, is everybody looks at it. I, I call it the old Roman Catholic way, right? Of, mm-hmm. Well, my daddy was a blacksmith, so I have to be a blacksmith, right? Well, your daddy was a blacksmith, so you could be the next level. That's right. That's right. You know, like don't, don't stay, don't plateau, you know, because this is what they taught you. They taught you this and they busted their tail so that you could go to the next level. And then you, can set whatever your status is and then allow for your kids and then their kids. That's how you build generational wealth, which is, you know, the key to getting out of a fixed mindset. That's, that's hundred percent correct. Or else all those sacrifices for were for nothing. They were in vain. Yep. You know, um, man, this has been a great conversation. I think we hit home on a lot of things. Um, I definitely like to have this conversation again. Um, this is a good recap of the first episode. And every one of these episodes that I'm going to be doing is tied around mindsets, obviously, because we're the mindset reload, but different aspects of it. Because life is so full of so many obstacles, right? But obstacles aren't meant to be in the way. Sometimes obstacles are the way. They're tests. You see what I'm saying? And like I used this analogy yesterday. If you're hiking and a tree falls over your trail or there's a big rock that rolled down the mountain and trail, what do you do? You go over or go around it. You don't stop and quit and go home. That's it. Why do you let why do you let life do that? That's it. But so many people do, man. And you know, like I said, and you said it doesn't happen overnight. They just got to keep chopping wood. They got to get to where they got to get, but it all starts with their mindset. You build a house one brick at a time you got to take it one day at a time if you build one percent at a time you will never go backwards learn from your mistakes apply those lessons learned 
and move forward. That's it, man. Look, I enjoyed my time here. Uh, I definitely got to get back on the show. We definitely got to have some more side conversations too. Absolutely, man. I sure do appreciate you joining the show. And uh, if there's any any introduction or uh, I know you have another podcast you do, if you want to speak about that on the closing right here, you can. Okay, yeah. Well, uh, so um, we have our podcast, Conservatives Talk. We are affiliates with uh, what's called Net News Network, which is a grassroots effort for podcasts across the country. And so uh, you can get local experience from various cities across the nation through NetNews Network at netnewsnetwork.net. And you can find us, Conservatives Talk, on uh, any of your major platforms. We're on Spotify, YouTube, Gitter, Rumble, Facebook, YouTube. And so uh, check us out. We are your number one Northwest Georgia news for conservative uh, efforts and conservative conversations. And we'd love to have you you come in and be a listener. Jamie, I sure do appreciate it, sir. Thank you, brother. Talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Have a good one. I would like to take this time to thank each and every one of you guys for tuning in to today's episode. And if you haven't already, make sure to hit the subscribe, follow, and like button on all social media platforms at the Mindset Reload. And until next time, we hope that you continue to build a future that would intimidate the hell out of your past.